joined on the line now uh, by Mohammed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at uh, Nedbank CIB. Good morning, Mohammed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Now, Mohammed, of course, uh, just uh, to re-emphasize the point, uh, the United States going to elections today. Yeah, I guess you can't ignore it. Yesterday, very light on the economic news front, not a, not a lot of data coming out. And, and as a result, we actually saw you know, U.S. elections continue to dominate sentiment, dominate the headlines. Uh, Sakina positioning has been very light going through this, simply because, uh, you know, no one really knows what the outcome will be. Elections tend to be these, these binary outcome scenarios. And I think Brexit really has a lot of people scared because everyone mispriced uh, the, the, the potential or the probability of a Brexit. And that, as a result, has meant that, ac- uh, that activity in the markets have certainly taken a little bit of a back seat. It's more of a wait-and-see approach. Uh, yesterday, obviously, uh, the, the final polls coming to the fore uh, indicating a slight, a very slight, I might add, Hillary Clinton lead. But that was enough to push U.S. markets up very sharply into the open, uh, and those gains really sustained throughout their trading session uh, and obviously filtering through into the Asian session this morning. Uh, let's see how this plays out. We should hopefully have the results, uh, a large portion of the result by tomorrow, uh, let's call it our morning time, probably not by the time we speak tomorrow. Uh, but once that's done and dusted, the market will be able to assess it, have a look at what it really means. Uh, and I guess that's the longer-term impact that may take uh, a couple of weeks to play out. In the event of a, of a Trump presidency, that might actually take a couple of months to play out. So let's see how that goes. Indeed. And then the rand surging on positive risk sentiment and that driven by both local and global uh, developments, as you've just indicated. Yeah, indeed. So, so the global stuff we've indicated, I mean, that led to a little bit of a push on the on the dollar rand. We actually saw that push down into the 1340s yesterday. But there was also some local news that I think the market took heart from. Uh, first and foremost, uh, there were obviously the... the, the um, the reports over the weekend that Mr. Goran might be charged, and those were rebuffed yesterday. So potentially the market taking a little bit of heart from that. But then also bearing in mind, given the negativity associated with the, the local political backdrop, uh, we, we actually see there was a report on Bloomberg this morning saying that the RAND has now actually taken over as one of the world's most political currencies. And what does this actually mean? It means that the RAND is not moving on fundamentals. It's moving largely on politics. Yesterday, the opposition party locally indicating that they would like to put a vote of no confidence through to the parliament. Uh, and so that obviously filtering through in terms of some of the sentiment on the, on the RAND as well. And then the oil price, and uh, it's been looking pretty good of late, uh, but that's stabilizing ahead of an OPEC meeting this month. And uh, Chinese demand uh, slightly lower there, Mohammed. Yeah, so oil stabilized. I remember, there was a scare a little while ago. It broke into the 50s, mid-50s, in fact, uh, and that broke a couple of key technical levels. So, you know, we're quite worried in that, you know, if OPEC managed to get a deal across the line at their meeting this month, we could possibly see uh, a, a, a resurgent oil price come to the fore. Uh, in the interim, stabilizing around the mid-40s, uh, obviously U.S. elections also impacting that particular market. Uh, but uh, this morning we actually had some Chinese trade numbers out uh, and indicating that Chinese crude oil imports have declined from close to record highs 
because of the slightly higher prices that we've seen over the course of the last month. So that also indicating to you that global growth remaining quite poor in aggregate, uh, whether the world can tolerate significantly higher oil prices or not still needs to be seen. Uh, but there's a natural choke-off point as well. So, you know, if oil prices get too ahead of themselves, we're likely going to see supply come back on stream from other non-OPEC players. So that remains a natural choke-off point, which at this point in time certainly serves, I guess, South Africa's position on this as a crude oil importer over the longer term. Oh, Mohammed, we're going to leave it there for this morning. Thank you so much. Mohammed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at Nedbank CIB. This is AM Live on SAFM, where the conversations you'll have today begin.